Hello and welcome to the Three and D's podcast, recording live here on a Tuesday afternoon, where we talk about basketball and you continue to look cute. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode. Boy, oh boy, I feel like I say this every week, but a lot has happened since we last chatted. The second round has wrapped up. We're looking forward to the third round. Um, coaches fired left, right, and center. Guns being flashed on Instagram lives. All NBA rosters announced. Um, and here to break it all down with us, as always, the core, the fantastic three, Mari Narciso, Matt Legg, fellas. Holy moly. Again, another week. Another week, another dime, another dollar. Mm. Absolutely. An eventful week in the NBA. And uh, it feels like there's a bit of a lull now because all the games have slowed down. We're getting into the conference final. So it's kind of nice to... It feels like if I if I took a look away from the NBA for a day, I'd miss something super, super important. So and now, you would. I, and I would. And it's nice to just kind of... Yeah, I needed I needed yesterday off. I I could have used today off, but the the news, you know, John Morant stuff happens yesterday. You know, Doc gets fired. You know, today. I mean, there's just there's really there's hashtag no days off in the NBA. Um, and even now that we're down to our final four, um, you know, it, it it's it's every day there's something. Um, so exciting for us, exciting for content, exciting for the viewer, exciting for Belgium, but. You know, it's uh, it can be pretty exhausting. Um, I guess we we might as well start with with the the previous rounds. We just witnessed the Celtics blow out the Sixers in Game Seven after Philly was up three two. Jason Tatum puts down one of the best Game Seven performances in NBA history. Um, not a close game, but an exciting one at the first, you know, the first half. The Sixers go cold. And before I turn it over to you guys, I'll say I've hated the Sixers throughout most of my life. I was rooting for him here. I thought this would have been a great moment for Joel in his career and just the overall the Sixers brass, Doc and 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 Harden to get to that next level. And I would have, you know, picked them going to the finals if they won game seven. Um, but I have a very close friend of mine who's from Philadelphia and is a big Philly fan. And before this game even started, he said, there's no shot we win today. There he had wow. he has zero faith, zero faith in this organization and this team with how much dysfunction they've had going back to the Raptors days, even pre-Raptors. They this core, this this group, this organization top to bottom cannot get over this hump. Um, I don't know what your guys' takeaways were from it, but from us from an insider Sixers guy. I don't think there's much confidence in this core. Obviously, we'll talk about all the stuff that's happened since they were eliminated. But uh, what are your guys' takeaways on the series, on you know the Sixers? We'll talk about Celtics as well. But um, yeah, I I agree with you. You know, I I don't normally root for the Sixers. I had the Sixers as my pick for the conference finals this year, just because I like the roster construction. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it was a uh, as expected, you know, we have three, the, the three biggest guys in kind of the Sixers organizations here, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, James Harden, are not playoff performers. And we've seen that over and over again. And they've been they've been playing well so far, but it was just about time until we kind of saw re, uh, a revert into their old ways. And in game seven of the second round, it's just like, it, it's such an easy bet to make that all three, if not you know, one of the three or two of the three, but all three wouldn't show up, and it's exactly it's exactly what happened. And you know, credit to Jason Tatum, credit to the Boston Celtics. They're, I mean, they've kind of been the favorite to win this year, but Tatum pulled out a historic game. Um, you can't you can't put it all on the Sixers for flopping here, but they did flop, and it's as expected. Yeah, and I I think. They had their chance in game six. That was the time they needed to win. They they were going back and forth there. They'd already won, I think, two games in Philly or in Boston, sorry. Um mm-hmm. they just needed they needed that win so badly. I uh 
it would have been so good. Like Harden's now a free agent this year. They're probably going to sign and trade him if anything. I we can maybe do a deeper dive into Philly going forward. It's going to be super interesting. I know you guys like Doc Rivers is now fired, um, which is one of many head coaching uh, openings now, which is crazy to see. It's going to be a lot of shuffling. Um, but I was thinking about this going into this episode. I don't know what direction you really go. Like you're, you're kind of, you have, you have Embiid, you have Maxi. I think it's probably your next best option, but Harden kind of lost a step. He was super hit or miss. It's like, if he went to Vegas before the game, he'd play well. If not, they'd suck and they had no shot of winning. Um, so super interesting to see how that all went down. Um, I'm, Really don't know what direction you kind of go. Joel, it really didn't seem like you wanted it as badly as you would have thought. Um, did one of you pick for the All Dogs draft? Did did one of you pick him? No. Joel? Hell no. No? Okay, good. He wasn't even on my long list. 15, 15 points in Game 7. Absolutely, like, <laughs> how do you only get 15 points? Maybe this injury is worse than it, it looked. And then in game six, how do you not take any shots with four minutes to go? It doesn't matter if you're getting doubled. You're getting doubled the entire year. Like, get the get the ball on the block, get the ball, get to your spots, and hit something. Like you had you had the opportunity to take down the Celtics. Tatum was one of whatever it was, 17 or something ridiculous going into the fourth. They had their chance in game six and they blew it. And hats off to Jason Tatum in game seven. Um I think I was talking about how much I was hating him even last episode. Um, or I'm just a hater of Jason Tatum just yeah, because yeah. I think he's overhyped. And that was the first game I think I saw of him that was just like, holy shit, dude. You're, <laughs> you are amazing at basketball. I didn't see him miss one shot. Like, he had no turnovers too, which is unreal. He was like 51, like 10 and... Or 51, 13, and 5, two steals and a block. It's just unbelievable game. And they just pranked the Sixers. And yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what goes forward with Philadelphia. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Credit Boston for some of the adjustments they made. You know, we we crap kind of shit on Joe Missoula, but I think he had uh, a couple good adjustments by bringing Robert Williams into the starting lineup and sending doubles to Embiid uh more aggressively. And yeah, I haven't seen, so Embiid 5 for 18 in Game 7, Harden 3 for 11 in Game 7. And and Embiid to me, like, I, again, I got flashbacks to that Raptor series back in 2019. Like, he does not handle double teams very well. Like, you, he, he feels stoppable, especially with a good defense, a good connected defense. Like, he's not, he, he doesn't, he's not able to get out of those doubles as, as well as other superstars can. And Boston definitely was a lot more aggressive in that in kind of game six and seven. Um, I don't know why they waited that long to do that, but, but yeah, it was a complete no show for both of them. And you're right, Matt game six. I mean, after a big win in Boston game five to really, you know, that's when everyone was finally feeling uh, like this could be their time to put up 86 points uh, in game six is abysmal. Uh, Harden, another bad game. 13 in the fourth. Yeah. Like they had it. Four for 16 from Harden in game in game six. Um, in game seven, I think they had a stretch of over six minutes. I think it was six minutes and 20-something seconds where they didn't score a point in the second half. Um, that's just, like, not going to get it done. Um, and, yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes coming. We obviously already know about Doc. Harden, there's reports immediately that Harden would not come back if Doc was the coach. Now there's reports that Harden is interested in joining the Suns, um, joining the Rockets, obviously, which has been out there for a bit. And if I'm a Sixers fan, I definitely don't want to pay James Harden a four for, you know, 160 or one whatever. Um, So if that's the alternative, maybe the best thing to do moving forward is to honestly let him go somewhere else. If it's a sign and trade and you can get some value back, great. And then kind of retooling around Joel. But you are running out of time with Joel Embiid. Like he is not going to be patient forever. That's why I thought this was going to be maybe a big breakthrough breakthrough moment for him, um, and kind of continue his his good energy in Philly. But there is going to come a time where if he doesn't break through that that barrier that is the second round, 
Um, you may see, you know, we see superstars asking for trades all the time or asking for changes. And this organization is very dysfunctional. Um, I'm very excited to see uh, what happens and what the Celtics do in the next round um, against the, the, the Miami heat who can't believe we have a seven seed and an eight seed <laughs> in the final four. Uh, I don't know if that's ever happened in NBA history, but uh, it's definitely a, um, tells you how this year has gone. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's it from my Philly perspective. I mean, I just, the fans are dejected. They're well, dejected. How about, how about a Joel throwing the team under the bus and saying, you know, we need someone more than just me and James. So it looks like Joel Crazy. is happy with, with James on the team, which is, you know, that's, that's kind of the baseline you have to work off of is your superstar. And as you're saying, it's tough because, you know, Maxie's still on his rookie contract. You're going to have yeah. to pay him big money. Harris, you're paying a lot of money for, I, 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 I'm a Tobias Harris believer. A lot of people are. I think he's underrated. Tobias Harris. I, I like him. He's, he's underrated. He's getting yeah overpaid, Over, overpaid but underrated. Mover, Is I that think. fair? Yeah, that's fair. Overpaid um, but underrated. And yeah, no. What pieces could you surround? You know, Maxi's a good player, and and in terms of value for money, maybe one of the best in the NBA. But, and he didn't play that bad this series. Like, no. He was, not bad well. yeah he was totally and the meltons of the world like they the, the the tuckers i think they did exactly what you you brought them in for defense yeah. and some shooting um i yeah i don't i that comment was completely inappropriate and out of left field and shows i think part of the dysfunction leadership from the top especially um, scoring 15 points 15 points like you're the mvp of the league on like 28 percent shooting too it's like all right so it's a weird yeah. comment yeah yeah, especially yeah when between the both of them they were they were eight for twenty nine like like that's <laughs> despicable like and now you're saying that they're not the problem so you're right I completely agree. Anything else on the Sixers should we get into my fa- actually maybe quickly let's look at the predictions for this series really quick and what you guys thought would happen what we all thought would happen so the Celtics win in seven we all had actually no I want to say that we all had I said the Sixers in you seven. had the Sixers yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Justin Celtics in five, Matt Celtics in six. You know, I'd say we're all equally close there. Celtics in five is a bad. Call. I'd say we're equally close there. <laughs> I would. I, didn't you say Sixers in six? That's so. I said so seven. Long. I said seven. Oh, you said seven. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, I would say that's closer than my Celtics in five pick. Are Thank you. you. And I, even closer than Matt Celtics in six, perhaps. No, no, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there. <laughs> at least he picked the. At least we picked the winner of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second place, I'll take it. Uh, how right. about how about them? He, <laughs> yeah. crazy. I don't he... think uh, <laughs> we mentioned last time. It's just an Eric Spolstrom masterclass. I don't yeah. think there's too much more to it. And like Jimmy didn't even have to play out of his mind this series. And I'm honestly so so excited to see what he's gonna do. He's had. He'll have had almost a week off between games um, with the last game on Friday. Um, and then I think the game's tomorrow for game one against Boston. I, I'm just so excited to see him send it. And I really hope it's even better than what he put, put forward in Milwaukee. So and I am overjoyed. Didn't they put up, I, I, I always forget the last year's playoffs, the moment the season starts. Didn't they put up a pretty good fight in last year's Eastern Conference final? They're up. They're up 2-0. And then I, I remember that Jimmy pull-up three that he almost hit that would have put him yeah. away. Yeah. Like the, they, just, they, they very easily could have won. They this is a team to be scared of. And they were the one seed last year, which I completely forgot about until I started looking into it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They're the one seed and pretty much the same team. It's just the whole Tyler Hero thing, which, again, I think has worked to their benefit. Um. I'm super excited to see how this works out, how it all plays out. Um, Heat are full of dogs. Celtics, I don't think, are. I think you had a bit of resolve there in Game 7. They really fought. And uh, that Game 6 and 7, honestly. So we'll see if that gave a little bit of character to them, character development, because I just don't think they have nearly as many dogs as the Heat. But I am excited for this series. Yeah, Miami is the exact opposite mentality as the Sixers. And it, it starts at the top of Jimmy Butler, obviously. Um, and I got to say that the Celtics are a way better team on paper 
But the Heat, man, they step when it's playoff time. They take that leadership. They take Jimmy Butler's attitude and they step up. And you know, you can talk about Lowry and Struess and and Love, kinda, and Gabe Vincent. But for me, the the main guy and probably the the the, most, the, the biggest key to this series, other than Butler doing Butler things, is Bam Adebayo for them. I, he is he has played. He played a great series against New York. He was a, a gr- an incredible paint protector. Was scoring with more efficiency and more force. Um, they're going to need a lot more of that from him if they have a chance in this series. So I'm excited to see what he does, where he's going to match up probably on Horford. Does Boston go big? Do they start big? And probably, I think it's, if it's, if it's not broke, you know, it, it worked against, against Philly. Um, but it will be a completely different matchup. Boston's on less rest as well. So we'll see game one. They're heavily favored eight and a half right now. Boston is at home. We take that. Um, we take that. We take the heat. Yeah, lock that in. Heat. <laughs> yeah. It's a lock. Heat plus eight. Anything over plus the underdogs favored by more than, I mean, the, the favorite favorite more, more than seven. It's a lock. With this all playoff, the extra rests, I'm, 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 I'm confused why it is so high. You're right. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get it, but. And it's the Eastern conference final. How do you have a eight and a half point line? That's crazy. Disrespect the eight seed. It's honestly the number next to their name of the regular season. The number eight is then, what. But every single round so far, we've seen them be destroyed by the odds, and they just show up. I agree with you. I think Bam Adebayo. He's had a really understated playoffs. You know, every, everything's yeah. been about the the Heat wings and Jimmy Butler, but they could afford to do all of this kind of running around and and just chaos because they have that center lockdown. Um, it's a great matchup here. Two bigs who kind of do the same thing in Bam and Al Horford in terms of uh, being an anchor. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. And for me, the biggest matchup that is uh, that needs to be taken a look at is Spo versus Missoula. And, we, and we've, talked in, we've talked in previous podcasts about how amateur Missoula's looked. And, you know, the, the past two games for the Celtics, they've been carried by the players. It's just a godly Tatum game. That wasn't Missoula. You know, it wasn't, there, there wasn't anything that's shown us that he's kind of ready for the stage. We know that Spo is going to pull something off here. And I, I, I think that's the biggest matchup. And I, I go Heat. I, I really think they could win this. I, I, don't, I don't think. I want them to win. I think it's, I it should be pretty even odds here. Mm-hmm. Well, also, yeah. in any given game, the Heat can have the best player in the game. And that's so, and basketball specifically <laughs> is incredibly important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, Matt, what were you saying? Um, just building off the coach's point with Missoula, I didn't realize this, but he was not, like, he was one of, he wasn't even the main assistant coach for the Celtics last year. That was Will Hardy, who was the coach of the Jazz. This he went year. to the Jazz, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't even, he wasn't even the guy that was in Udoka's ear all year. He Which wasn't I even. Think is just so interesting. He wasn't even on the front bench. He was in the second yeah, row. He, he was in the second row. <laughs> it's just crazy how he, he got that position fourth. for the Boston Celtics. It makes I think worth mentioning. Yeah. And Spoh's gonna put on a masterclass. I'm so excited. Yeah, and you've seen clips of of you know Harford and and Smart. You know, there's clips of them not knowing what's going on from a play perspective. It, it they've there's been comments about disjointed you know play calling and it, it feels very and this has been a trend for coaches in general of like autonomy for players and letting them kind of take control but i think this is truly uh you guys are on your own basically in terms of uh running the offense and again i still think the celtics have a way better team top to bottom um but crazier things have happened and um before we get to this you know predictions for this series uh we got to give mari some props for last series on the prediction, um, Thank you. Matt, Matt and I had Nixon seven and in a, in a big controversial take, Mari had heat and six and he nailed it. So Mari, congratulations. That Thank was you. A, an eye raiser for me, but, uh, well, let's, it. let's talk about that last series. It's a couple things are confirmed for me. The Knicks. I mean, RJ Barrett showed up in that series, which is nice. Nine um, game six. He didn't, I guess so. One for 11. I, that's the RJ experience. There's something about Canadian wings, and con- I know, like, no one's consistent on Team Canada here, and it's, it's really pissing me off. Shea, Look baby. Jamal Murray. Yeah, it's Shea's the guy. Baby. Shea's the guy. But uh, a couple of things are answered here. Jalen Brunson is that guy. 
Dude, 48 minutes in game game five. He had 39, nine, and eight. Just plain and simple. He's that guy. Uh, the deepest bag in the league. Uh, he, he's taken over the Kyrie Irving spot now. Um, and then Julius Randle has some questions. And, and these are problems that we've seen in Julius Randle throughout his career. Funny enough, when I remember when he was entering the draft, one of the things about him was motor. You know, he's a really skilled big man with a high motor and doesn't give up on plays. Huge guy. We didn't see that this series at all. He 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 was, you know. Well, did you see his interview too? No. What did he say? He was. Um, I think they just wanted it more than us, which I don't think yeah. is a leader <laughs> is and a high motor guy is what you want to be saying. No shit, buddy. Team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you want it more then. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't know. Here's an idea. Off the ball, he's dead. He doesn't do anything. Um, he's slow in rotations defensively. He and with the ball, he he's a shot chucker, a, a ball stopper. Like he, I've never. I want to say I've been a Julius Randle guy, but with the Knicks, it, there's nobody I want more as an opposing team with the ball in their hands than Julius Randle. He he's just a liability for me and. As skilled as he is, as good as he is, as athletic as he is, he just has these holes in his games where he just gives up on plays. He gives up on games, and we saw that this this series and against, especially against a Heat team that will not give up, it's gonna be exposed, and it was. And it, ugh, ugh. Yeah, I don't know if you can win with Julius Randle being one of your primary scorers. Um, Brunson is just on another. He's just incredible. 41 in game six like he 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 did everything he could to to will that team um to to a win i mean credit again to the heat like you know the 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 next offense in the first round against the Cavs was really 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 good really electric and the heat just completely shut them down uh multiple players mitchell robinson completely out of this series uh barrett up and down randall not a good series um so We'll see what the Knicks do. I still think they're in a good position long-term, so I'm not yeah, too yeah, worried. Yeah. Brunson's still young. We'll keep getting better. He's the type of leader you want on your team. He, he's, um, and I think there's some tweaking that can be done. There's always stars who are asking out, and the Knicks are, I think, in a position with their assets and whatever to to be in a position to acquire a star somewhere at the two or three, I think would uh, would, would would work wonders for them. Um, I'm not too worried about them long-term, but... This series to me more just proved where the where the heat are at, and I I've never seen this type of flip of a switch. I don't even know what to call it, but um, but yeah. So overall, it was a pretty good series, though. It was definitely grit and grimy. Like it wasn't like wasn't probably pleasing to the viewer all, all the time, <laughs> but um, a lot of low scores. But you know, old school basketball. I think it'll except for Jalen. My God, my God, so good. The, it's just crazy. the ability to get a bucket is it's it's so pretty it's crazy i love yeah. watching jill and brunson facts right. so with that heat celtics we do some anything we want to talk about before getting to some predictions or our game one will be tomorrow night wednesday night um in boston um what are you guys looking for any predictions for uh for this series <laughs> i'm gonna take the heat no way I think I'm gonna as well, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm done not believing in the Heat. <laughs> I thought the Knicks were gonna handle them, beat them at their own game, and be fine. But Jimmy didn't have to go crazy, and they still won pretty comfortably against the Knicks team that embarrassed the Cavs, which again was another team I thought would be pretty good. So I just think that the the way for the Celtics to win is just pure talent and it's going to be it's going to have to be jason tatum carrying them and jalen brown those two yeah i i don't think that's all that reliable i mean obviously it's it's like one of the best tandems in the league but you know in a playoff series when you're just like oh yeah don't worry jalen and jason are just going to take off i don't i don't know if that's something you could lean on um i haven't been all that impressed with the celtics this entire postseason despite the talent they have despite the roster they have and it's perfect you know the roster construction is perfect they haven't yeah. quite figured it out and i want to say it's coaching i don't know for certain but i i just don't think it's there yet so i'm i'm just going for a more like 
reliable, solid team, and I'm I'm gonna take the Heat in seven. On the road in Boston, dogs. dogs. That'd be a cred, Jimmy. That's a Jimmy Butler 50, 50 piece, no doubt. That's a Jalen Brown going to the New York Knicks next year kind of loss. They That'd be by forty. He'd be perfect for them, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He'd be him and Brunson would be perfect together. Like imagine yeah. he gets like eight shots that game and is like visibly distressed. And like and like the Celtics fans are like booing him, who he's already complained about as like being a yeah. problematic fan base. Like that, yeah. you're right. That's some shit could go down there. I just, I just can't wait. It, it, it's all gonna be because of this fuckhead Jimmy Butler who just blows franchises up on a regular. Can I just say one more thing? Before, yeah, sorry about Jimmy Butler and the Sixers. I mean, the fact that his eight seed Heat are have gone further than the Sixers have gone now, and all the comment that the, the, the fact that they picked Tobias Harris over him is just absurd. Just another, another incredible what if and miss for the 76ers and just drives Sixers fans up the wazoo. Like this team would be in the finals <laughs> if it was Jimmy Butler and Bede and Harden, for example. Well, like, they there's no doubt. They made the conference finals since they chose, they did that decision, right? It was the last one was against the. I don't think they've made the conference finals. No, no, they haven't. It was against the Heat. Because yeah, have, yeah, the Heat yeah, have yeah. made the conference final three years yeah. in a row now. Yeah. <laughs> since yeah. he's left, it's been the late against. No, he it's made the hilarious. finals in the bubble year, and then yeah. they lost the conference. It's crazy. It's Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, his collapse is way worse than than, than the Sixers. Oh, it's so funny. It's I love yeah. this guy. He he's just the perfect. He's the perfect addition to drama in the league, and I I just love it so much. Yeah, I'm it's gonna deep. go uh, Heat and six just to not be Heat and seven. I think Heat and seven makes more sense, but. Just so that we don't have the same prediction, I'm gonna go Heat and six. Justin, listen so to your heart this. here. Listen to your heart here. Don't don't listen to us. My heart, yeah, my heart, my heart wants the Heat, but who's gonna stop Tatum and Brown? Like you have Jimmy Butler on one of them, and by the way, he sh- if he has to guard those two guys the entire series, is he gonna? You know, I know he's built different, but is what you know? He had an ankle injury. You know, like is he gonna? Sort sort of kind of waver down if it's a six seven game series. Other than that, who's guarding the other guy? Caleb Martin. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the Caleb Martin. It's the Haywood Highsmith show. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I just Gabe feel like Boston. Vincent, who cares? I'm trying to think of Boston defensively against against um against the Heat, and then vice versa. Who's got answers for who? And I feel like Boston has an answer for it, other than Jim, Jimmy Butler, I guess. As an answer for everyone, absolutely. Uh, the totally Bucks did too. The Bucks did too. The Knicks did too. The Bucks did too. You're right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, the smart thing to other, say here's the Celtics. I, I'll be honest. You're you're what? The smart thing to say here is the Celtics. I know like, it. Is. I'm letting I'm letting my my my. I was gonna say okay. my other thing is this: like Tatum drops fifth, like has probably his best game in of, of his life, right? um in a really important spot does that provide some sort of boost or confidence or is he is he going to be is he going to be better this next series is he going to be on another level now that he's been able to show that i don't know i think he's 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 been pretty inconsistent um i'm gonna go celtics in seven but i'm gonna say on the record i want this the heat to win really badly that's fair mm-hmm. I would, I would normally pick the Celtics in six if there wasn't the, the Missoula factor, but I'm given the coaching. I'm giving one game to the Heat for the coaching factor. Um, it's got to be more than one, I think. <laughs> well, genuinely. I mean, you need you need Butler to carry you in two games. You, yeah. need, you, need, you need one game where the, the, the coaching is out of this world, and then you need to find one more. Um, I just I don't if if Butler doesn't drop forty to fifty, how are the Heat winning? I I don't know. I don't know how they're going to win without Butler doing insane things all the time. Um, me me either, Justin. I don't know either, but they they'll, they'll figure it out, man. For me, yeah, we'll see. I'm I, very excited. Before we get into the West, I have, I have a question for you guys. You guys saw Jason Tatum when he hit the three to to get fifty one points. He did the fifty. You know, he showed it up to the the crowd. He showed it up to the bench. Mm-hmm. Is that sick or is it not? I've been I've been pondering. I, I I think no. The fact that he's kind of aware of it, you know, that he's like, 
if I hit this, I get 51. Let me let me flash a 50. It, it's cold because like, oh, he has 50. It's fucking sick. He's he's flashing it. And he's but the fact that he's aware of it is kind of like takes so much out of that. What do you guys? Yeah, think? I mean, I'm also a hater, so I don't think not sick <laughs> at all. Zero on, on the on the one to ten on the one to ten where ten is the sickest. Where is he at? Where is that move? I mean, uh, you're okay. still dropping 50 in a game seven, which has only been done once before two weeks ago. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I'm going to go like three. Yeah, like I'm, a, a, I'm one, a three and a but half. Like, but I'm like not, not that sick. I, it doesn't bother me, though. It bothers me when, when guys come off the bench and are hunting for like triple doubles and shit near the end of the game. Like That shit bothers me. And they know exactly how many rebounds, how many assists they need left. Um but uh, but yeah, so. so one to ten, what would you give it? Ah, around your like a four for the fifty, and then but anyone who does like the triple the double hunting is a, an immediate zero, yeah, immediate yeah. no for me, or a one or whatever the lowest one is. So yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, I'm excited. I think it'll be a good series. I think it'll be minimum six games, one way or the other. So I think our predictions are all kind of in line with that. Um, should we go over to the West? Talk about the West a little bit. Okay, so. Nuggets, Lakers. Before we get to that, let's talk briefly about. Let's start with Lakers, Lakers, uh, uh, Warriors. Uh, tr- and again, they're proving me wrong once more. Yeah. I'll have to officially let's go renounce, renounce my stance on Lakers hate. Um, Crow, Justin. welcome. Yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> LeBron James continues to impress me, Anthony Davis continues to impress me. Um, the supporting cast continues to do great things. That game, I don't know if you guys heard some of LeBron's sound bites, but my goodness, he a leader through and through with this squad. Um, talent, you know, he 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 showed his experience in big games. He did never let his foot off the pedal when he has been, you know, smartly as at 38, you know, taking quarters off here and there to save his energy and save it for when it matters. He was full, full go. Lakers completely blow out the uh the warriors by 20 honestly nothing they could do <laughs> like I, the game was was never never in question for him um i was pretty impressed i don't know about you guys uh against that team who i thought could definitely beat the lakers that last round i want to say i saw it coming but i looked at predictions i said warriors in six just i maybe my my post king's loss was getting to me here but uh Go man, what for me? It's Austin Reeves. This guy is officially in Gordon Hayward territory, like prime Gordon Hayward territory, as a creator, as a ball handler. Um, I'm just so impressed with him. And and as you said, the, the leadership of LeBron and AD doing what they need to do to get a win. It's a good team, and 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 no disrespect to the Warriors. I think they played fine. The Lakers were just better. It's just that simple. And it'll be an interesting series. I have some thoughts, obviously, going into the Nuggets, but that's really my take on that series: is that the Lakers were better than the Warriors. That's it. I I completely agree. I'm I'm curious as to what will happen next round if they do sort of quote unquote take it easy because they do. They like Davis and LeBron sometimes take it easy in games, and it's it's been fine to this point. I think the Nuggets are by far the best team they've faced uh thus far so i'm curious to see if they are able to keep putting their foot on the on the gas or not or if they take some breaks here and there and what the effect will be of that yeah i mean i think uh for the lakers it was just a super super impressive win all around lebron i think has exceeded expectations for everyone um going into his year 20 season um and the longevity and being able to perform and what you guys are saying where he's just so smart and calculated and just his IQ is his basketball IQ is insane. He's like, okay, I need to be here for this play to it's just unbelievable. And Anthony Davis is still healthy after two rounds. And that was one of the big question marks going into this. He he's like turned his ankle a few times. He got elbowed in the face. Um, and he still stuck it out. So, uh, we're still here, still kicking. Go Lakers. And then, yeah, just that third option, Austin Reeves played unbelievably in that game six. He, It's crazy to see just how much LeBron is comfortable deferring to him, being the primary ball handler. Um, just them kind of going back and forth and 
getting good shots. He's a really, really good player. Um, good for him. He's going to secure the bag, I think, this this offseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't believe you guys didn't bring up Lonnie Walker in the Lonnie Walker That's game. right, the Lonnie Walker game. That was unbelievable. Game. 15 <laughs> points in the fourth quarter in a game four that's 2-1. And they, they stole that game from Golden State, and I think that just killed them. That just killed them. Because if it's going 2-2, it's best of three series. You have home court. Could have gone either way. That was the game the Warriors needed to win. And I think, um, I mean, they're kind of nearing slash R slash nearing, I don't know, at the end of their dynasty. It's looking like, obviously, Steph is still a monster. Um, but Clay really looked off. Draymond had, like, a few games against the Lakers that were good, but he wasn't as consistent, I think, as he has been. And I think just some of that age showed off. Um, Poole looked awful. Um <laughs> which just makes me so happy as Surprise. number one hater. Um, and yeah, I mean, they had, I guess, with their game on Friday, 13 games in about less than a month because they had to go seven with the Kings, and it was, it was a game every second day that whole time. So I think and the play-in. Really cool. Think about the play-in, too. Yeah, the 14. Exactly, yeah. So they were, they were playing constantly, and I think that that really got to them. Um, yeah. Yeah, Lakers. <laughs> yeah, one more thought to build off your point, Matt. Like with the Lakers, it, it feels like they determine really early on in the game who has the hot hand outside of Davis and LeBron. There's always, I always like, I, I you know, I've made some comments in past episodes where like, there always seems to be a guy who's always just stepping up, whether it's Rui, Rui or, 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 you know, any of these guys, uh, Russell, like all these guys, uh, Walker, like Schroeder steps up. Like, but but that's that's one thing. But it takes a good team, good leadership, good coaching to know to go to those guys if mm-hmm. they're feeling hot. Because D'Angelo Russell, very hit and miss. You know, Rui sometimes disappears. Sometimes you know has these big moments to to sub in Lonnie Walker in that game when he had zero points um, in the first half, and then and then have him go off like that in that fourth quarter. Like it's just been really well run. So credit Darvin Ham, LeBron James, um, to to getting to that hot hand at a, you know, early enough in the game to, to allow the stars to not have to do all the heavy lifting. So it's kind of a two pronged thing. You have the guys that can do it. You also kind of determine who's, who's doing it that night. And it, you know, allows you to not have, you know, a 40 plus percent usage rate during that game. Cause you know, that's not what LeBron James can be doing consistently um, throughout four rounds of the playoffs, especially after 14 games. Um, like you mentioned, Matt. So we'll see if they can keep that up with with Denver. I don't know if like how many like how like, how many games do you guys think Anthony Davis can quote unquote take off or not show up? Like one, maybe two. One. Yeah, maybe I think the number is one. Um, so can he show up in in six or five or six games and and have his one you know off game or one game where he doesn't seem like he cares? I don't know. I haven't seen that type of level of consistency from him. Um, I guess we'll talk about that playoff preview in a second, but that's sort of my, my, my final Lakers thoughts on my end. Um, and then I don't know if, if we missed anything, but the Warriors, holy crap. Yeah. Was I the only one that picked Lakers? I think I picked Yeah, Lakers. you were, you were. You were. Yeah. Uh, Justin then put a, a, a game attached to it. We just had Warriors. I didn't. I think I said yeah. Warriors in six now. You might have just agreed with me when I said more Warriors in six. Yeah, but you didn't, I didn't I did. explicitly state it. Matt did say the Lakers in seven. Um, so I have I have a controversial uh, Golden State take here. Um, well, my non-controversial take is I think they'll look very similar next year as they do this year. But my controversial take is the problem on the Golden State Warriors is Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole, not only Jordan Poole, but mostly Jordan Poole. Hmm. The fact that... He pissed off Draymond Green enough to get punched into practice. Mm-hmm. Knocked the, out. The, atti- the attitude that he's brought since since day one. He, I remember him having some pretty demeaning comments about his contract and how he's getting a contract, but Draymond isn't. Like the fact that he's saying all this stuff and he had done basically nothing when the Steph Clay Draymond trio had done what they had done already. Plus the way he plays with just just shooting up shots, not playing defense, like. To me, he is the problem, and 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 the the chemistry on this team started going sideways when he became a more prominent player 
you know, I get that Clay is not the same guy, but Draymond is what, 85% Draymond of what he was at his peak? Steph mm-hmm. is at his, still 100% of what he has been in the past. So to me, the more I think about it, and now that this series is over and that Jordan Poole had another no-show series and honestly was, you know, barely played there near the end, I think Jordan Poole's a problem and I think he should go. The, the contract is pretty bad right now. I, I don't, don't think... Uh... He's shoppable at all. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna pretty bad. I think I think Draymond's gone next year. That that'd be my controversial take. Well, I don't well, know if that's that controversial, but we can get that, we can get more into that later. Well, Justin, are we not attaching any blame at all to Draymond Green for literally punching his teammate in the face? No, he's you, passionate. You're no. like you're like Jordan Poole for provoking a Draymond Green for fucking yeah. punching it. Well, face. I, well, obviously, I've been dreaming, I've been blaming Draymond all year. But it got me thinking, it's like, maybe Jordan Poole was just such a fucking asshole in that situation yeah, where probably. he needed to get punched in the face. And sure, maybe Draymond was a little more aggressive than he meant it to be. But like, <laughs> like Draymond, for the most part, has been a pretty, I mean, controversial, but a pretty good leader and tone setter for that organization over those title runs. For sure. Um, for him to feel like, I'm sure it was, again, he didn't mean, he, he regretted it, but for him to like get so mad at Jordan Poole that he did that makes me feel like Jordan Poole has some blame here to go around. Um, and again, I think that just proves it with the way he plays. Um, and yeah, I would say he's a, probably a top five worst contract in the league right now, but I, I think he's young enough where a team would still take a chance on him. It'll be an interesting off season for the Warriors. I, this is, it, it, it could spell the end of the Warriors dynasty. Or it could, you know, they might be able to kind of retool around it. Yeah. Maybe Moses Moody takes a step up. He's been really good this playoffs. That, that could be the continuation. What I don't do you do with Kaminga? Well, the Kaminga thing too is bizarre. Nothing. Like, he's Giving unplayable. Dude. He's not good. He doesn't get minutes. It's like, bro, you're 20. And he's so, not good. You're not playing yeah, well. You're not going to get minutes. One thing that I don't think got mentioned really at all was um, Kavon Looney just got like sick. In game two, and then mm. he played 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20, and then I think he got back to himself in game six. But he was otherworldly in the Kings series. I think he would have, like, I think Kings win if he doesn't go God mode. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting. And I don't know if it was like a worse illness than was being let on, but it was. I don't know. Was it a matchup thing? Like, do you think you're just I like, nope, this won't work on AD? Like, well, I, I don't... he got sick the one day, and then all of a sudden... Didn't play. Just... They didn't play him. Yeah. Like... I agree. I agree. It makes sense at all. That's yeah. a weird thing. I just think too much dysfunction this year. Like, we didn't even talk about the Wiggins thing. Just jumping back in for the playoffs. Like... Cannonball, baby. All this stuff. <laughs> my, my last two questions on the Warriors this year is... Or is why Draymond Green did you not do your Draymond Green things uh, against LeBron and Anthony Davis? That's my first question. He didn't. He didn't do shit. And and then at the end of the series, he gave LeBron the biggest fucking hug I've ever seen in my life. Smiling too. Um, Smiling on his face. Got on the podcast that we were we weren't the better team. (laughs) Yeah. So why did you do that? Why? Like that's my first question. My second question is, what are they gonna do with Clay Thompson and that forty-three million dollar? Um, potential extension. I mean, there's no way they're giving that to him, right? I mean, what's well, a player I, option, isn't it? Well, Jesus. no, he's he's locked in for 43 next year, but he can extend at that number moving oh, I see, forward I see, I see. Uh, after next year. There's I'm no way. Sure. There's no yeah, chance. There's no way. Um, does I think there was rumors of Draymond and like an does he like opt out and do a two or a three year deal for similar that you know low to mid 20s range? Like he's Got a player option for 27 next year, I think. There's a lot of a lot of questions um, to be answered. Also, is Bob Myers even going to be with the Warriors? Right. I mean, like, like he's he's going to take time to evaluate his future. Is it time? For, there's been some 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 videos of Steve Kerr just looking completely dejected. Is it time for him to move on? Like, I outside of Seth Curry, I and probably Wiggins. I don't see Wiggins getting moved. I don't see. I don't. I don't. I don't know what this team looks like next year. Um, but my bet is that it looks very similar to this year, unless they can find a Jordan Poole taker, for, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see. Interesting. I think it, I think it's the Draymond podcast. That's that's the fault of all this. He's lost oh, his edge. 
He's lost his edge since started. He started journaling post game. You definitely know he's thinking. He's like a half foot out the door in terms like, of. Oh, his, this would be good on the yeah. pod. Yeah. Like, well, you know he's preparing for his broadcast. And he's he has mic mic in hand. It's crazy. Yeah. You could hear the shower running in the background. Yeah. Yeah. He just had to get his ideas out. Hasn't dried off yet. Just like... That's the best way to. That's the best time to do it. Right off the cuff. Right when it just happens. Lost his edge. Uh, let's go with Denver, Phoenix then. Uh, in terms of predictions, the Nuggets won in six. We all had the Nuggets winning here. Uh, I had five. Matt had six. Justin had seven. So congrats, Matt. You get another win here. Matt, you're killing it. It's working out. Second round, you're killing. No surprises for me. Um, I have I have a bone to pick with fucking Devin Booker. I have a bone to pick with Bill Simmons. How Go could ahead. you How could you possibly say that he's a top playoff performer, a top player in the league? The, the, the next guy to grab the torch when you've had two disastrous elimination games and back-to-back years that result in 30-point losses. I'm not saying it's completely Devin Booker's fault. I'm not saying that. Uh, he shows up. He's a consistent player. He, he, you know what you're going to get from Devin Booker. But as a playoff, it, it, it's, it's beyond just getting buckets, being the best player in the league. It, it, it's, it's willing your team to win, to lead your team to get there. That Dallas, I, I'm still hung up on that Dallas blowout. Dallas, by the way, isn't in the playoffs. They're not a good team. They never were. And then get blown out here. You know, the Nuggets were excellent as they as they are. But I, I, I just got a boner pick. You, you, you can't allow that to happen. I'm, I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. He played unbelievably for five games, but that sixth game, you're getting outplayed by your backup campaign. And that, and game six, how do you drop 12 points? It's the same thing as Embiid. It's like, how how do you possibly perform like that when you need it most? And I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, we maybe touch on this earlier um, when they actually did the trade for Kevin Durant, but they gave up a ton. Like, obviously you're going to make that trade, um, but they had no bench depth whatsoever. The two games they won, one was the Landry Shamit game. Yeah. <laughs> one was, I think the TJ Warren game, yep. which is just so funny. Um, but they're not as deep as the Lakers, who on the flip side of the coin have someone consistently step up when they need to and get those wins. <laughs> Land, you cannot be relying on Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit, friend of the show, but I, I and I oh. keep thinking, I keep thinking during actually this entire Suns postseason, how much they need Mikhail Bridges, like how much yeah. he does for them, like they or they even Cam Johnson. Yeah, if or Cam Johnson. Threw in another first round pick if that was even a possibility. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was probably a bit naive of us to think that this iteration of this team was going to make it to the finals, even though I'm pretty sure I picked them to go to the finals. Um, and, you know, my takeaway is when you're a four person team and you lose players three and four, yeah. you're probably not going to go very far. I still do believe in Devin Booker and Kevin Durant as a one and two for a championship level team going into next year. I don't believe in DeAndre Ayton being anywhere near that uh, three and three and four range. My goodness. has That's a, that's a has story anyone, for another pod. DeAndre. Yeah, has anyone's stock fallen more than DeAndre Ayton? Um, and coach, you know, coach Monty, Monty Williams, uh, since we last spoke fired as well. So there's going to be a lot of changes in Phoenix, but three through eight, needs to be essentially completely re redone. Gone. Um, do, you think, do you think CP3 is still CP3, there? CP3, no. I, I, I think he's gone, yeah. yeah. Something has to move here. I think yeah. DeAndre also will be gone. Uh, Matt Ishpia gets things done. Uh, yeah. he he's, he's not, he's not going to wait around. This is um, big dick Matt Ishpia firing Monty Williams as well. Yeah. Here. My God. Monty I think it's soon. I think it's too soon. Like, yeah. no one totally. really... No one really thought this was a finals contender because you just got Kevin Durant. You need yeah. some time for a team to just how I, I'm I'm stunned by the Monty Williams fire. I mean, there's been kind of rumblings of it in the past couple in the past two years, just kind of shortcomings of Monty and how he's lost the locker room and whatnot. But on the first year of a brand new team, 
you fire the coach? Ooh, Ishbia. I, I I've been singing his praises the past couple of weeks, but ouch. Yeah, it's an interesting move. I, I wonder if there was some pressure from some of their stars, but it's always can be a factor. Who knows? Um, Kevin Durant, as KD. we know, yeah, has yeah. <laughs> about wanting the his personnel in there. Um, but yeah. yeah, we'll see who they can bring in. They need really good players for three through four, three and four at least to be able to um to to kind of take them to the next level. I think the days of having two two players to kind of drag you to the finals or to a championship are over with how deep the league is now. Um I could see Campaign and Landry Shamet playing a seven and eighth man role potentially, but where does three through six come from? Jock Landale. Jock mm-hmm. Landale, baby. I, I can see him being a 10 or 11th man. This is a Warriors yeah. trade waiting to happen. Dante DiVincenzo would be perfect on the Suns team. Yeah. They just need more dogs, I yeah. think. That's uh and and two points, Justin, first before we move on. Um Madishbia coming in, new owner, uh former MSU player, Michigan State, 1999 to 2001. Uh bench warmer, but still walk on. <laughs> I think it's hot take. You heard it here first with Tom Izzo. Welcome to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a perfect, it, it, it just makes, it's so Ishbia now, you know. I, I like yeah. it. I th- is Izzo even, is he considering offers in NBA? I don't, I don't think so as of yet. <laughs> but friend, friend Matt Ishbia. Yeah, I Long-time mean. Long time friend. Oh, Izzo's probably got a ton of money coming from MSU right now. Ishbia has the money. Yeah. He <laughs> that would hey. just be way too funny. Hey coach, come come work for me. Come work for me now, coach. Um, and second point, um, kind of off the Aiden take. Uh so Nikola Jokic was back and forth with Embiid all year. And he has Aiden pretty much contemplating his future in basketball. <laughs> a 25-year-old number one pick. <laughs> Meanwhile, MVP winner Joel Embiid <laughs> makes 36-year-old, 36-year-old Al Horford look like a defensive all-star. A career no resurgence. Horford, but I just think that is so funny. And so I'm I'm just so happy, Nicole. Nicole, everyone's like seeing how good that he is. Obviously, everyone knows how good he is, but everyone there was so much slander this year for whatever reason, and he's just he played unbelievably. He's unstoppable. This he's series, unstoppable. it was crazy. I couldn't believe, like, <laughs> what did he get in the game six when they were winning by th- pretty much in the first half, thirty-two, twelve, and ten on efficient shooting. Like it's unbelievable what he's and, doing, and he doesn't do it in insane minutes either. That's the crazy thing. Like. He, he, no. he just puts up numbers. It's um, just constant. You know what the difference is, Matt? Dog. Dog. Cyber <laughs> dogs. That's it. That's it. That's what you guys come here for. That's that de- that detailed NBA expertise. Yeah. Analysis. Dog. 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 Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm picking the Nuggets in uh in this next series. I've been a Lakers hater since day one. I'm. Not hating on them this time, but True I, to his form. True to I form think here. the Nuggets <laughs> are just so impressive. Jokic, I've never seen him play better. I watched him play, and I, I I do feel like he's taking another step. I don't know how you stop this guy on the offensive end. Um, and I think Jamal Murray has found a little more consistency. Gordon is, is, is a, I think, a really good defensive option on LeBron. Um, how many I don't know. I, and I think if you can stop Davis somehow, I don't know if like Davis is the X factor. If if Davis is you know peak, peak Anthony Davis for almost pretty much every game in the series, I think the Lakers have a chance. But short of that, I I don't think they do. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start us off and say I'm gonna say Nuggets in six. They win on the road against LA in six. Matt. Um. Yeah, as fun as this Lakers run has been, I just I watched every single one of the Denver Phoenix games in some capacity, and they're just so impressive. Like barring something catastrophic happening, um, I don't see how they lose. I think they're the best team in the league, probably the front runner to win the whole thing at this point. 
Um, so I'm going to go Nuggets in seven. I still think it's going to be competitive. I think LeBron's going to give it all he has. I do think AD is going to play better than we think, and that matchup with Jokic is going to be so much fun. Um, I'm going to go Nuggets in seven. It's time for a hot, hot take, boys. Oh, Lakers, Destiny, the team of Destiny, <laughs> the team of Destiny. We're looking at a 2021 bubble rerun here. I have the Heat winning in the East, and I will have the Lakers winning in the West here. I think the matchup is really good for them. I I, 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 I would be scared if it was the Sun. Like I'd, I would probably pick the Suns over the Lakers. I think the matchup is really good for them. Seeing how good AD's been this year, offense, defensively, they don't really have anyone to stop him. Jokic will have to come out of his... Um, pocket in the paint ad could stretch him out ad will impact Jokic. i don't know you know it, it might be a Jokic master class and i'm completely wrong on this i just think the matchup's really good i i like the lakers complimentary players better i think they're they're more reliable really yeah yeah hmm. yeah that could be your hottest we've just seen in this play i i this is this is jamal murray mpj slander for me I get it. I Because I, for me, the best role players in the Nuggets for me are KCP and Bruce Brown. I really like those two. I think that you know what you're getting from them. I just think the ceiling of the Lakers is higher. Uh, I, I don't trust the inconsistency of Murray and or Porter. I just think this Lakers team could win games. I, I And I, I like the matchup. And I think it works out. I'm going to take the Lakers in six. Wow. Six. Get it done at home. You got to think about the altitude too, Mari. The That's old true. James, Anthony Davis. They LeBron doesn't run time. anymore. LeBron doesn't run anymore. Well, he has to run. I like the idea of Aaron Gordon guarding LeBron, who just sits in the corner now and just has a help defender. Well, maybe they put MPJ on him. and well, That's what I'm thinking. I think even Murray. I don't know. You know yeah. it, could, it could be Murray and LeBron, and you, you, you have Gordon on Reeves, and then... Uh, KCP yeah. and Brown pick up the rest. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. First game tonight. I think it's going to be a little bit of revenge too. Like Denver's been gearing up for this championship run pretty much this whole year, um, especially yeah. the last two months of the season. Like really resting Jokic every um, yeah a lot of the games, um, making sure they're all healthy, making sure like chemistry is all good. And they lost them in the 2020 bubble, so I'm uh, I'm excited for what they're gonna do. I don't, I just don't see how the Lakers pull it off, but they've done it this far, so I, we'll see. Regardless, we've got two bangers of series coming up here. Storylines galore, fantastic players, just good basketball is gonna happen. My God, this is gonna yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Game one, game one will be great. Um. I'm I'm gonna be watching out for for Michael Porter Jr. tonight. See what impact he can have. I think he needs to step up a little bit if we want these predictions to come true as well. He was you know was playing in the mid twenties in the last round. I think I don't know anyone on the Lakers who can defend him. Assuming that Davis is on Jokic and you know who knows where LeBron will go. But of course he's, he's 38 now. I think Michael Porter Jr. needs to needs to to show us a little something this series. Um, I believe in in him in his stroke. Um, so we will see. We they will should see have that. a they should have an over underline on Michael Porter Jr. swing passes. <laughs> Two and a half, <laughs> and it I should be. Uh, if we want the Nuggets to win, it should be under. You know, you sh- you should want the under. Yeah. MPJ, do your thing. Just fucking shoot. Do your thing, Jamal. Do your thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited here for it. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad if either of these teams win. I'll, I'll be happy regardless. Yeah, I just want I am, the Heat to win. That's yeah. all, that's it. I don't want the Celtics. So, yeah. Just to recap, Mari, you have Lakers Heat. I have Nuggets, Celtics, and Matt, you have Nuggets Heat. Wow. So we all have different predictions, which, again, just shows you what kind of year we're having. Um, if a 7 and an 8 seed make it to the NBA Finals, I'm going <laughs> to freak out. I'm gonna I didn't even realize. Out. I didn't even realize that that would be the case for my prediction. Yeah, it's crazy. It would be crazy. It just—I yeah. don't know. I think that's the best storyline. 
Um, I think that'd be the, the coolest outcome of the, of the season looking back on it 10 years from now. Um, but we will see, uh, to end off the pod, we are, we are remiss if we would, if we didn't talk about, uh, John Morant for a few minutes here, mm. um, just another and another stupid move while his friend is live uh li- live instagramming instagramming live whatever the kids are calling it uh john morant pulls out a gun and it's on it gets put on tape for a split second i don't blame his friends for this one his, his it, you know his friend put the camera down immediately and whatever but oh my goodness john morant people are calling for a season-long suspension for him uh, he's already been suspended from all team activities. The NBA is going to look into it. I don't know what they need to look into, but I guess if, I don't know, but, uh, a lot of players, uh, former players primarily calling him out for his stupidity, Stephen A amongst other reporters, any takes on this other than jaw, what the fuck are you doing? It's a damn shame. I've never seen $200 million plus be thrown away as Burned. quick as, a. Uh... John Morant is doing and what a talent he is in the basketball court it, it, it it's a yeah. it's a shame he's a good kid you know we we know that well raised well priced well dressed you know but uh how do you turn around like this man well and to do it again you know you you went through what like some therapy or some like counseling it's all fake it's all marketing like, yeah, he, he did the he did Richard Jefferson interview to tell, you know, yeah. I've learned from him mistakes. I'm a young kid. And then a dude, like, you just have to be, you have to understand the gravity of who you are. And it, it's just, it's a shame. Well, it's one thing to understand the gravity or like the, like the, the eyeballs that you have on you and like the people you could inspire or whatever. Another thing to like put the money into perspective, like you're completely right. I don't know if he's lost the Nike shoe deal yet or not. But he's going to lose Nike's, you know, allegiances after this, I would imagine, if he hasn't already. I haven't been keeping up with that. But, like, that is hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and he's going to be suspended for some portion of of time this year. And he's making, what, like, 30-plus million this year. So he's going to lose however much of the season's salary mm-hmm. for that. I mean, it's just... And the thing to know, you know, he's not doing anything illegal. He's not doing anything immoral what he's doing is going completely against the wishes of his team, the -hmm. organization and the NBA and, you know, all the brands that he's signed on with. It's yeah. Hot take for you guys. Um, Let's hear it. So I, I think, I mean, it's a good role model. (laughs) Yeah. Assuming, (laughs) assuming that the teams can make it work salary wise. Uh Oh, what is this? Why, why doesn't Memphis just trade the guy? Like, I I think, I think if you can make it work for like a sign in trade with Fred Van Vliet, bring him to Canada. The gun laws are stricter here. He can't he can't right. be doing stuff like that. You bring you get a good culture guy back in Van Vliet. You shift the whole Memphis dynamic. You probably throw in OGN and OB, and I don't know if you have to throw in. I feel like you wouldn't have to do Scotty Barnes as well. But however many firsts, firsts yeah. However many firsts to get John Morant, you get a. In Toronto, you still have somewhat of the core there. You still have Ja Siak- and Scotty. Ja, Scotty, and Siakam as a threesome going forward. I think Justin it works out with OG and Fred. <laughs> Especially if Fred's going to get the money that we think he's going to get. You're the NBA. Already, for Memphis, you're already getting like getting rid of Dylan Brooks, so you need that wing defender. He's second team All-NBA with All-Defense, sorry, second team All-Defense, I still don't understand. But Send Brooks home. Include him yes, in the package. Maybe, <laughs> maybe sign and trade Dylan Brooks too. Throw him in. Um, I think that could work. Or send him to Houston and Udoka will get him in check. The Texans don't care about their guns over there. He can <laughs> shoot him up all, all, uh, <laughs> all that he wants. Oh my God! Uh, the NBA know. would let it ha- would would do anything to make Jaw to Canada happen to separate him from his current bubble. Exile of people. him, yeah, yeah, and and to like get him into shape, you know. Yeah, it w- they uh, would make it happen. Yeah, and like 
I mean, who who I think it really depends on who the Raptors get as a coach. I don't know if we're gonna touch on that a little a little bit. Monty Williams could potentially work. Just throwing that out there. Um, but I think that would just be on so many fronts, like funny but also good for both sides. Um but I can't even begin to think about that. That is just uh, that is outlandish. <laughs> ah. I, I refuse to imagine the Raptors with Pascal, Jaw, and Scotty Barnes. I refuse to do it. But I would do it in a heartbeat if I'm being. <laughs> I would no. I would do. I, I like my thing is like it feels that would feel similar to the Kawhi trade, but when in terms of like getting the best player in the deal by far, and like that's how you win in the NBA is having the best player on the floor, and um. So if I'm the Grizzlies, I that is my absolute last resort. I'm not thinking about trading John Morant at this stage unless you're getting an incredible package back. But I like do do you see the Grizzlies winning with Fred OG Jaron Jackson Jr. and pieces? Like honestly, I, I don't. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean they without Jaw this year they were like had a really good winning percentage. Like you still have Tyus Jones, you still have all these other guys that are good. You can build around That's Desmond Bain. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Like honestly, that's a good like OG. Like Stephen Adams, JJJ, OG, Bane, Fred, and Bane. That's your starting five. That's pretty nasty. All dogs. Also, then you'll get three first from Toronto. Yeah, Tyus Jones still. I I think it's one. I think it's one of those Hawks teams back in the day where it's like really good regular season, but like when it comes down to the playoffs, like you're not gonna have the best player in the series and you're gonna get knocked out eventually. Well, what if Desmond Bain kind of progresses into that guy? Yeah, I, I mean, leaves the floor side. open for him. JJJ continues to get and better. JJJ, like, like 20, 22, 23. Jaren was awesome this playoffs. Yeah, defensive player of the year, like changes the I culture think too, I think, which cannot be understated enough like they were a mess i like, love that man. years I... ago to a year ago like they were one of the like teams you were rooting for everyone wanted to see them win and this year they just went off a cliff and then you don't have brooks or morant who are i think probably the two cancers to that team right now obviously not um performance wise for morant but i'm all the way in i'm all the way in on i this just take. think that would be great for both and that would be crazy I don't know how the contracts work. I just think that this is the perfect win-win trade. Well, Fred's going to sign for something pretty similar to what John makes. So from a contract perspective, I don't even think you need Dylan Brooks in this deal unless you're adding OG, but then, yeah, I guess you would. But I, I can't even I can't even begin to think about this. <laughs> I, would, I would pull the trigger. Oh, I, oops. Pull the, I shouldn't have said the pull the trigger. <laughs> um, fuck. But... Um, I no, I refuse. I refuse. We're not. We're not. We're not going there yet. Just end the pod. All end right. the pod. And this is end. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. It's a I great take. It's so a great funny. take. It well, is absolutely a great culture reset for Memphis, and they have a great team one through five. But I'm mad at. I'm mad at you for bringing that up. <laughs> and on that note, thank you all for listening to another episode of Three and D's. Uh, I can't even. I can't even get through this. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Um, go Raptors. I'm excited for next year already. Um, <laughs> the John Morant Raptors. John Morant Raptors. Let's start look, pushing the agenda. You look great in a Raptors uniform. Uh, hope hope everyone enjoys the conference finals. We'll be back here with you next week. Um, and in the meantime, enjoy the weather, enjoy your lives, and enjoy the ball. Uh, peace and love, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. peace.